1: Welcome to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. You can hear the program each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com.
2: AM 560 WFIL, WFIL.com. It's Tim DeMoss and the Tim DeMoss Show. A couple minutes after 4. Thank you for tuning in. Forecast calling for a cloudy evening ahead. Low down to 37 on the cloudy side. Tomorrow still, maybe a little sunshine here or there and a high of 46. Sixers, nice win last night against the Clippers, 119-113. Joel Embiid leading the way with 28 points. They're at Phoenix tonight, 9 o'clock. Flyers lost 4-0 to Nashville. Have a night to shake that off and get ready for Carolina. Comes to town tomorrow night. And Of course, this coming weekend, got a big game Sunday afternoon. Eagles and Bears. And joining us now, we're thankful to have Gary G. Cobb. G. Cobb.com is where you can find him and a lot of other places, too. Hello, sir. How are you doing today? Sure doing great, Timmy. How you doing? Wonderful. Eagles locker room opens in uh, about 12, 13 minutes. I know you're about to head in there. And uh, on the other side of the doors, what do you think you're going to find?
3: Well, I think you got a team that's uh, pretty confident. You know, they they got to feel good about uh, their opportunity because they'll be playing against a Chicago team that hasn't had a lot of, of uh, playoff
4: experience.
3: You know, they are a, uh, a talented young team, but, uh, you know, they haven't played – in games where, hey, it's one and you're done. Uh, The Eagles, of course, played in that situation last year. So uh, I I think the Eagles got a good chance. You know, I think they got to take care of the football, no turnovers, because the the Bears have been living off turnovers. So if they can take care of the football, and, you know, Nick plays, he talked earlier. I tell you, boy, um, you know, Doug Peterson and uh, Matt Nagy, who um, is the coach of the the, uh, Bears, uh, they're like, you know, football brothers. You know, they both uh, were taught to coach uh, under Andy Reid, and they were they both were here in Philadelphia. And they talked about uh, when they were with the Eagles. They can remember looking at you can remember looking at video of a young Nick Foles who was in college at the University of Arizona, and they were talking about whether they should take him or not. You know, so th- those guys are are, are pretty close.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It should be an interesting path because they they overlapped a lot over the years. I guess Coach Peterson was ahead of Nagy like a little bit and then they kind of followed it along and now he was uh you know sharing I think I heard a, him talk about, "Hey, you won the Super Bowl last year, now it's my turn as the coach of the Bears." So,
3: yeah, that's right. <laughs> they were having good uh, some fun today uh, both of them talked and then you could see that they're, they're good friends and uh in fact uh when uh, Nagy got the job uh, in uh, in Chicago, he called uh, Doug to talk to him about you know what he did when he got his job, and they talked through things. So they are good friends, but you know <laughs> when you get out there and you start competing, a lot of times I know I've competed against my uh, my brothers, and uh, we, we get pretty competitive when we're, we're going against each other. So <laughs>
2: I bet I bet there's a there's an on-off switch that gets thrown pretty quickly when it's time to play.
3: That's right. That's right. So. Uh, And and then you've got um, Chris Long. uh, His brother plays for the Bears, so there's a a chance, a time or two, when he can look over and say, "Who who, was that that hit me?" Oh, uh, just your brother, right
2: (laughs) (laughs) here. That's great. That's great, Gary G. Cobb. Of course, there's a. We can get into this another time, but there is an interesting history between the Eagles and the Bears. Way back when, because you were, you know, played. Well, you played for the Eagles. You played for the Lions. Played for the Cowboys drafted in the ninth mm-hmm. round when there was a ninth round, right? They had, yeah, that's right. So, uh, but the, but if people don't know their draft history, the first draft was here in Philly at the Ritz Carlton and, uh, Bert Bell, the co-owner of the Eagles was like championing this idea of let's have a draft because they were struggling to get players and franchises franchises like the bears were getting all the good players because they had the prestige like the Packers did. And, um, uh-huh. so eventually, uh, you know, they, they had that draft and, uh, in that first draft, I was just looking it up. The the first draft ever, the Eagles couldn't sign him, and the and the Bears couldn't either. George Hallis of the Bears couldn't sign him either, and he never played. He decided not to even ever play in the NFL,
4: which
3: yeah. is <laughs> yeah. That, that, I tell you, they're going to play in the NFL now. You got these quarterbacks now making thirty million dollars a year. So yes, it's, uh, it's... Uh, you know they're, they're making a few dollars if uh, if you if you show you can play. I tell you, you you do quite well. Um, I'll tell you this: that the guys that are playing now make make a lot more money than we did. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Well, talk about that just for a second on a side note, because
2: you know you you were drafted. the The draft now has seven rounds. There were nine mm-hmm. back nine nine back then. Have you thought much every now and again? Like if you hadn't been drafted, if the draft the draft had been seven rounds back then, what would the path have been for you? Perhaps.
3: Well, it would, what if, wouldn't it have been that much different. You know, uh, I would have signed with the team and you got to go in there and make the team. It's simple as that. So yeah. uh the the uh the money that I made and I tell you that I, I I when I signed I got like a $5,000 signing bonus. <laughs> and uh that was I was making 30 grand uh for for the year there, you know. And you had to work during the off season, not because you wanted to work, but you had to work cuz you needed the money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
2: that's hilarious. But so it
3: was different it was different and um you know, I I, I, uh, I enjoyed it. I mean, it was uh, I, I, I enjoyed my career, and of course, uh, you can always look back and, and uh, believe me. Um, a lot of the guys, you know, we we joke that our wives are always talking about, man, they didn't treat you guys right. You know, of course, uh, you know they're, they're just thinking about us, not about the fact that if that money comes in the house, somebody else's hand would have been in it too. You know. <laughs> Gary G. Cobb, our guest, G.
2: Cobb.com is where you can find him. He's about five or six minutes from heading into the Eagles locker room and uh, getting ready for their big playoff game this coming Sunday. Uh, Would it be the craziest thing in the world for the Eagles to spend, speaking of lots of money, necessary to keep both Carson Wentz and Nick Foles next year? Would it be the weirdest thing ever? Or would that, the more the story goes on, would it be,
3: when you see how important they both are, let's put it that way, well, you know, I, I tell you, the, the more you think about it, like uh, you know, because of of, of Carson's injury, um, you know, he he might not get a big contract this off season, and if that doesn't happen, then you know, there's a chance, you know, you could go ahead and continue to pay Nick Foles uh, because you see how important he is to this team. I mean, uh, there would be no Super Bowl here in Philadelphia were it not for Nick Foles. He came through last year, and they wouldn't be in the playoffs this year without Nick Foles. So, you know, he, he really has had a great time. And, and you know the thing about Nick, though? People say, why is he so relaxed? Yeah. I said, you know, Nick saw his career end already. And he realizes there's life on the other side of it, you know? yeah. So it's almost like he, uh, you know, he didn't come back from the dead. But in a way, he did from a football standpoint. So he's more relaxed. You know, he doesn't take it so seriously. He realizes that, you know, life goes on even without football. And uh, sometimes guys put too much pressure on themselves, which I think Carson has done some this year, where you got to do everything all at once, and it's life or death. It's not life or death. You know, it's yeah. you know, win or lose. You know, it's a football game, but, you know, Uh, You know, being that I I work with players after they finish playing, I've seen guys who never won a Super Bowl who are doing great in their lives. And I've seen guys who did win a Super Bowl that are having all kinds of trouble. So that Super Bowl is, you know, it's great and everything, but it's not the end all, the be all, you know?
2: Yeah, and both Nick and Carson, I think, know that. Of course, Carson probably would love to taste the chance to be the guy at the end. But they don't get yeah. there either last year without him doing what he did the first, you know, dozen or so games. So you know. That's true. You better believe it. They would, there's no
3: way they would have that home field advantage if it wasn't for Carson, you know. And he made a tremendous comp- contribution. Uh, and really, with all of the injuries and different things he had to deal with this year, you know, he, I, I thought he played well. He had a great year this year, really. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, you, you, you know, as a quarterback, you know, and the big thing about football is it's a team sport, yep. you know, and... If you if all the guys don't do their job, you're gonna have that long face after the game because you're not gonna win. So wow. uh, I I um I feel great about those guys. You know, it's, it's great to see their relationship and how how they uh, root for each other and pray and love each other. Yeah. You know, uh, in spite of what goes on on the field. So uh, they they really have been a testimony there with the way that they have bonded together and like I said, uh, love and respect each other. You know, in spite of the fact that you're they're kind of competing in a way for against each other you yeah know?
2: it would be a crazy scenario for other reasons and even just professionally i'm sure you know there's there's always the desire to be the starter no matter what but if there was ever a situation where it theoretically could work and people saw the value in it and have seen the value and the fact that both of those guys love the lord like this would be the one time i think it could work if they would the eagles decided to go that route so there's still a lot of football to go before that
3: would happen but
2: uh we'll see you
3: know it, they 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 could make it work. You're right because they they got a kind of relationship where they they always pull for each other. So uh, regardless of what the Eagles do, both of those guys are winners. Yeah. they're believers.
2: That's, that's right. that, in a nutshell. That's it. Gary G Cobb and our guest. He's getting ready to head into the Eagles locker room as the players are going to be speaking with the media for a little bit here. Before we send you in there, just tell us how your holiday was. You spoil your grandkids. Were they quiet enough for you, or 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 no? Were they jumping up and down all the whole time?
3: Well, you know they um. They were all excited because they had plenty of gifts. Yeah. You know, they, they, they got some of the things they wanted and everything. And uh, But, we I had, you know, we had a great time, uh, you know, uh, with all the family together and uh, being able to really appreciate each other and the relationships we have and the family. And, and of course, uh, we got the Lord. So uh, we had a great time. And uh, my parents, uh, who are up in, who are all, both of them almost in their 90s, uh, they were around this uh, this this holiday and everything, and, you know, they were enjoying it. So uh, it it was a great time uh, for everybody.
2: Amen. Amen. My dad is going to be 91 in March, and he he calls that advanced middle age. So you could let your parents know. (laughs) (laughs) Advanced middle age, huh? Yeah. (laughs) So they're doing fine. I'll tell you what,
3: they'll they'll use that one. I'll let them borrow
2: that one. advanced middle age. Feel free to pass it along. (laughs) Okay. <laughs> Thanks, G. Thanks, G. Great to chat with you again. God bless you. We'll catch up with you again. All right. God bless you, Tim. you talk too. To you too. Right, all right. Bye-bye. That's Gary G. Cobb. Gcobb.com is his website. You can look him up there, and he's all over Philly Media and doing different things, and down at the Eagles' Novacare Complex this afternoon getting ready to head into the locker room and talk with some of the players, and hopefully as they head into this coming Sunday against the Bears, uh, they'll have a good uh, vibe going and, and feel, the, feel that swagger from last year, and And work together well as a team. All you can do is try, do your best. And if you're a believer, you know, do your best is under the Lord. So, with uh, Nick Foles leading the way there, that's a good start. We're going to take a short break and come back at you with uh, a gentleman named Bill Smith. He is a pastor and he's a speaker and a counselor, and among other things. He actually preached at our church this past Sunday on Psalm 63. And what he said, I thought would be very, very helpful. I found it helpful, wanted to share that with you. And he said, Yeah, come on and And chat a little bit about that. So that's coming up here in just a moment on AM 560, WFIL, WFIL WFIL.com. It's the Tim DeMoss Show. Thanks for tuning in.
1: It's the Tim DeMoss Show podcast,
2: available at WFIL.com. Thanks for listening. 417 on AM 560, WFIL, WFIL WFIL.com. Happy New Year. It's Tim DeMoss in and second day of this month. Looking forward to, Lord willing, many more fine days this year and days we can serve him and hopefully have a program. That's a blessing to you. We appreciate your prayers, not just for the show, but for the radio station that we would use it. And this resource and platform God has given for him. That's what really matters at the end of the day. And we're hoping for that. One of the ways we'd like to use the platform is to partner with different ministries. And, um, you know, I, I used to think I was bothering people sometimes when I would, uh, over the years I've been in radio for 30 years, uh, you know, pointing out, oh, there's a ministry here that's looking for support, or whether it's financial or other ways. And I've actually had people, to the contrary, tell me, uh, thank you for shining a light on different ministries because it actually helps me get more insight into who's out there and what I could support. You know, there are people who are trying to uh, use the gifts that God has given them with their tithes or however else, and they want to find good places to invest in kingdom work. So I uh, tend to think of it that way these days. And, uh, we're p- privileged to have these different opportunities to you know, give you options, however you want to go about it. We hope that uh, as we talk about these things also, that you're blessed by it. Uh, this is not a one-way street, us talking at you and saying, please give, please do this, please do that. I hope that as we talk, and my goal is uh, as we set these things up and share with different min- about different ministries, that um, it's done in a godly way so that you are, you are helped uh, and think through. Why even give in the first place to a different to a ministry? There's like there's no guilt involved. God loves a cheerful giver. Scripture says, among other things. So that's the spirit behind these things. Uh, right away this year we have a ministry we really want to share with you. It's just called Preborn. They uh, offer free ultrasound sessions to pregnant women and girls who might otherwise choose to end their pregnancy. Uh, this month is Sanctity of Human Life Month, a perfect opportunity to talk about preborn. So, really, simply put. If you're interested in helping us with pre-born, uh, it, the focus is to help pregnant women and girls to have a free ultrasound. It's a $28 cost. You could do one or two or 10 or whatever you want to do. They even have something kind of cool where you could be a preborn baby sponsor. You know, you hear about child sponsorship, and that's one angle. But I've, I, until recently, I had not heard of this angle, but I'd love it. It's pre-born baby sponsor. It's $28 a month. And every month, pre-born will actually send you an ultrasound photo. And a story sharing how that life was changed. I mean, how powerful is that? The, the statistic that you're going to hear us say, uh, you know, in the days ahead and today, is that pregnant women and girls are 80 percent more likely to keep their baby after seeing their baby with an ultrasound. Very simple, very powerful. And to me, I kind of like it because I'm not in the middle of it. I, you know, are you same thing? We can step out of the way. Just let a woman see her child for herself. And let that do the talking. So if you want to help out, uh, again, it's just called Preborn. You can go to our website, WFIL.com, or you can call toll-free. It's 833-850-BABY, 833-850-BABY. Uh, it's 833-850-2229. You can also text, uh, if it's easier for you, Just you can text the show line here as well. We've given that number out, 610-500-DOVE, and I can forward the info to you. Uh, 610-500-DOVE, or you can email TimmyD, T-I-M-M-Y-D, at WFIL.com. Thank you for your consideration. We're hoping to do about 400, basically one a day for the calendar year, but we're hoping to gather all that kind of commitment-wise in the front end. Um, So that's pre-born for you as we get going with the show today and want to make sure that you're aware of that, one of the aspects to what WFIL is all about. Something else we are all about at WFIL is hopefully being an encouragement to you. Our next guest here, Bill Smith, he is a pastor and speaker, counselor, author, a lot of different hats. He was a guest speaker at our church this past Sunday as we wrapped up 2018, and uh, he preached on Psalm 63. And so I, I was thinking, you know, he made a lot of sense, some of the things he was sharing, and I thought maybe he can come on and chat with folks. So he agreed to say, yeah, I'll hop on for a little bit. Thank you for doing so, Bill. Hey, Tim. Thanks for being uh, available to the program today. Happy New Year.
5: Happy New Year. It's great to be here.
2: (laughs) Yeah. We had the privilege of actually having you do a little guest pastoring at our church and uh, did the sermon this past Sunday. And I took a few notes, and I'm thinking, I think what you had to share would really help people. You were preaching out of Psalm 63, and I know you don't have, or we don't have time to go through the entire sermon, but you were pretty, you know, laying it out there nicely for folks in a nice, orderly way, so... Uh, I'll leave it partly to you if you have a couple of highlights you would like to share from it. I know for me, one of the words or the messages that came through in the sermon had to do with the opening verses where it says, You, God, are my God. Earnestly I seek you. I thirst for you. My whole being longs for you in a dry and parched land where there is no water. And as we enter 2019, there are some people who are probably feeling pretty thirsty and if they don't, they will be before long. <laughs> All of us will be. <laughs> so uh, I mean, speak to that, if you would, or, and whatever is natural for you on, on the sermon that you preach on Sunday.
5: Yeah, uh, David opens with that sense of this is what it's like to live in this world. If you're looking for it to nourish that inside part of you, that, that, that spirit, that soul, you can have just a tremendous amount of good things in this life. Uh, and David did. You know, family, popularity, success— all of those things, and yet he said, my soul is thirsty here. The, uh, all these good things just can't get deep enough down inside of me. And, and part of why I was assigned that passage, but part of why I liked it for, for the Sunday after Christmas is this is a time here where we've had so many of those good things, and yet I would imagine for you, certainly for me, and, and for a lot of the people I talk to, there, there's a sense of being worn out and a sense of, yeah, you know, that was all great, and, and I'm still looking for more. Yeah, uh, And I think David captures that.
2: That was a great point. Uh, I know I, I shared just briefly a, a day or two ago, r- referencing the sermon, but I was hoping to have you want to talk about it a little bit more directly. Uh, for me, yeah, the food and the family. Family time was huge for me. And my son's home from college. It's still not enough. Like, it's been good, but it's, he's going back in a couple of days. And uh, a blessing from God to be enjoyed. And yet I still find myself, like, I'd like more of that and Even if I got more of it, I think one of your points in the sermon was, even if you had all of the things that are good to enjoy, there's a deeper thirsting going on you're not going to get from getting all of your stuff done or all of your family time in or all the food you like to eat or all the exercising you want to do,
5: whatever it is. (laughs) To lose all the pounds that you added from all the things you like to eat. Yeah. C.S. Lewis talks about this. He says, you know, if after you've had all the good things that this earth has to offer you, and and you discover, oh, wow, like you're saying, they all end, or or they don't come quite up to filling where you'd hoped. Doesn't it make sense to start wondering, maybe I was meant for something more than just what I can stuff into me from around what I can see and feel and, and touch? And Lewis looks at that as, I, I think he's right, that you are made to, to only be satisfied and filled by something that comes from outside of this world.
2: Yeah. Yeah, Bill Smith, the pastor, speaker, author, counselor, our guest. I'm thinking as you're speaking there, the song uh, Meant to Live from Switchfoot would be a nice fit here. This song came out in the early 2000s on the CD called The Beautiful Letdown. We'll uh, throw it on here to kind of back up your point there and continue our conversation with Bill Smith in just a moment AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. Listen to the Tim DeMoss Show. Thanks for tuning in. This confidence
4: and the world Passed
6: him by Hoping that he's bent for more than Arguments and failed attempts Other mice and enough have second tries Maybe we've been living with our eyes half open Maybe we're banked and broken we
2: Wfil Switchfoot's Meant to Live, from their beautiful Letdown CD, came out in the early 2000s, was kind of talking more about uh, Psalm 63 with Pastor and Speaker Bill Smith. We're going to uh, continue our conversation with him in just a second here on AM 560 WFIL. Have a guest
1: you'd like to hear on the Tim DeMoss Show on AM 560 WFIL? Email D at wfil.com.
2: AM 560, WFIL, WFIL.com. And on your smartphone or tablet with the WFIL app. It's Tim DeMau show. Thanks for listening. 431. Happy New Year. The day after. January 2nd, 2019. Forecast calling for clouds the rest of the afternoon and evening. Low 37 on the cloudy side tomorrow. Sunshine here or there at times at least. 46. The high. Sixers beat the Clippers last night. Joel Embiid leading the way with 28 points. They're at Phoenix tonight, 9 o'clock. Flyers lost in Nashville. They'll have to wait till tomorrow night when they're home against Carolina to try and get the batiste taste out of their mouth on that. And the Eagles getting ready for Chicago this coming Sunday. We had Gary Cobb on the program at the beginning, and I'll give you a little clip of him near the end of our program as we talked about a number of things related to the Eagles, including the whole Carson Wentz, Nick Foles uh, situation, if you will, and and how the Eagles might utilize those guys, not just this weekend, but uh, moving forward. But before we do any of that, I want to continue our conversation with uh, Bill Smith. Bill was a, uh, or he is a pastor and speaker and author and counselor, and he was at our church this past Sunday sharing from Psalm 63. And as we rejoin our conversation with him, I just want to I'll lay out these verses for you. I thought what he had to share was very helpful, especially heading into this new year. Sometime, it's nothing, maybe you haven't heard this before, but in this way, I thought it was very good. It starts off by saying in Psalm 63, you God are my God, earnestly I seek you. I thirst for you. My whole being longs for you in a dry and parched land where there is no water. I have seen you in the sanctuary and beheld your power and your glory because your love is better than life. My lips will glorify you. I will praise you as long as I live, and in your name I will lift up my hands. I will be fully satisfied as with the richest of foods. With singing lips, my mouth will praise you. And I know, uh, Bill, during the sermon you were encouraging folks to avoid drinking, so to speak, from the fountain of a new car or your boss's affirmation or things like that. Not that those things are inherently wrong, but they won't satisfy. Let's go deeper. Yeah,
5: and here's where – David almost starts out with a sort of a, a, a on a downbeat, the dry and weary land, but none, nothing about the psalm is, is pessimistic. There is a real hope and a real joy that comes up out of him, because he's found that this being outside of this world loves him, and 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 has come to rescue him. And you can see all of that in the sanctuary where, where David goes, and he's remembering this is what God's done, and we've seen His power, and we've seen His glory used on our behalf to rescue us. Oh my goodness, there's something that that's really satisfying here, and and it does. It fills them all the way up. You continued
2: on, too, and verse verses 6 through uh, 7. You, it was funny you, sh- you shared a story, because it says, On my bed I remember you. I think of you through the watches of the night. Because you are my help, I sing in the shadow of your wings. And uh, you had shared, sh- if you would, share your story about just, you know, having trouble sleeping and how people try to
5: give you herbal teas. <laughs> 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 i'm a lifelong insomniac it has uh for decades just been part of my world and my life um and so when i come across somebody else who lies on his bed in the watches of the night and can't sleep i think oh my goodness here's a fr- here's a friend i can resonate with that and when i've shared that a little bit more publicly I, yeah i get a lot of help Tim, uh <laughs> people with <laughs> this supplement <laughs> Here, that. Yeah, this herbal remedy, or have you tried this routine? Or or my favorite, I shared this Sunday, where people say, well, Bill, you know that Scripture says that God gives rest to his beloved. Yeah. And you think, wow, that's big. What, what are you really trying to say? Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, and the point that I think was really good that you, you brought up, which I, was good for me, because I don't sleep all that well either. Part of it is because I'm on the air in the morning also, and I, I always have it in the back for mm-hmm. years. In the back of my head, I'm like... I. <laughs> I don't want to oversleep. And that has happened, which is another story for another time. When you wake up and you look at the clock, you're like, I was supposed to be on the air seven minutes ago. So... Um, oh, I want to hear that story. Yeah, sometime. well, but in your, in your your to your point, though, you were encouraging people to think on what the psalmist said in Psalm 63, on my bed I remember you, I think of you through the watches of the night, because you are my help, I sing in the shadow of your wings. I think if I remember correctly in the sermon this past Sunday, you said... Uh, the, the focus, whether it's from well-meaning people, and it's not that sleep is bad, again, but the focus comes into like, how 12 different ways to get to sleep on, you know, or you know, all these strategies because sleep has become the thing. And did you ever stop and think in the middle of the night, let's say you are having trouble sleeping, that you could actually use that time to praise God and be refocused
5: on him? David does two things here that I think are really wise. Uh, In the early part, we already talked about this. He talks about this is what God has done to save his people in general. But then here in on his bed in the middle of the night, he's thinking, this is what God has done to help me personally. And so it's not that God just loves people, but no, I've I've actually experienced this. And I can think about different kind of ways, not so that, you know, count your blessings, name them one by one, and then you'll feel better. It's no wait. I have experienced the goodness of the Almighty God entering into my world, and He cares about me. It takes it out of that abstract, impersonal, religious kind of faith, and it makes it very much, this is a relationship with with the God who made me and who loves me, and I can see it. And I need to remind myself of those kinds of times. And, you know, for you, me, doing that in the middle of the night, Right. That's a whole lot better than worrying about why we can't sleep and what do we need to do in order to get back to sleep. Yeah. And
2: as you pointed out in the sermon, the the culture really is the softest pillow, the firmest mattress, the memory foam, (laughs) all those things. Like, okay, again, not bad, but I don't hear too many commercials about considering and meditating just on the the goodness of God, (laughs) for example. So, yeah, but um, it's a lot cheaper. Yeah, it's true. Bill Smith, pastor, speaker, author, counselor, our guest, as we're talking, another song pops to mind. Uh, Kurt Carr and the Family Singers, I think it is, they have a song called uh, We Worship You in the Sanctuary. And we're going to take a short break and come out of the break with that song. It's just an amazing song that uh, ties in very nicely with Psalm 63. It's right in there. Verse 2 says, I have seen you in the sanctuary and beheld your power and your glory. Because your love is better than life. My lips will glorify you. We're going to do that after the break and then wrap up our chat with uh, Pastor Bill. And if we have a chance, we'll replay a little bit of our chat with Gary G. Cobb, who had some pretty cool things to say at the beginning of our program, right before he went into the Eagles' locker room for uh, media afternoon, as they had a availability today with some of the players. That's all coming up here on the Tim DeMoss Show on AM 560, WFIL, and WFIL.com.
1: Live and local. It's the Tim DeMoss Show, weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Our podcast continues.
0: Who is it this time? Commissioner, Joker, Egghead, Riddler,
6: King Tut.
1: The Tim DeMoss Show on AM 560 WFIL.
6: Oh God, once again, we come into your presence with expectancy in our hearts. God, we know you're going to bless us. So we lift our hands in the sanctuary, and we give you glory and honor and praise. Come on, come on. We lift our hands in the sanctuary. Let's take-
2: More. Come on, yeah. Yep. And we will. AM 560, WFIL, WFIL.com, Kurt Carr, and uh, <laughs> they got me. I thought we were done. You know, just as a side note, in the, in the radio world, they have a thing called a false end. So when you're listening to a song as a DJ, there are times where the song actually ends uh, you know, temporarily in the middle of a song. And you think, especially if you're a DJ, you're afraid, like, oh, I, you scramble back to the, to the console and you realize, oh, there's more of the song to go. So this song it doesn't have a false end in the sense of where the audio completely stops. But you think the song is ending because they wrap it up and then they go up one more, you know, note or or octave or whatever, and and keep going. Not octave, but they go up a, a note or whatever and continue on. So I remember I played it for my kids uh, the, for the first time. They were laughing their heads I was like it keeps going. It never ends. But it's a great song, and uh, it's it's really what Scripture you know, talks about as far as our, His praise is actually will never end. That's what we're in for. When we go to heaven, and we're looking forward to that. We are uh, just putting that on there because we are reading from Psalm sixty three. And part of it talks about praising God in the sanctuary, and that came from the fact that uh, Bill Smith, who is a pastor and counselor and author and retreat speaker, was our guest pastor at our church this past Sunday and was speaking on Psalm 63. And just wrapping up our chat, we we talked about the sermon, talked about Psalm 63, but you also have a couple of books coming out in the next um, month or two, one in February, what's it called? Parenting
5: with Words of Grace. Hmm. Uh, And the point is that what I say right now actually sets up the future between me and my kids, because my kids are going to experience a certain part of me, and if I can be a gracious person in the moment, I'm inviting them to a longer-term relationship. If I'm not as gracious in the moment, I'm kind of warning them away from having a whole lot more to do with me. And the Mm. more that you think about it, the more that you realize that's exactly how God talks to us. He gives us evidence as He talks to us. To say, you know what? If that's really who God is, and if that's His heart, man, I want a whole lot more of Him.
2: Amen. And there's another book coming out in May, uh, even kind of t- tagging along with the thought that you were sharing from Psalm 63 uh, about assurance uh, assurance of God's salvation or God's love for you or 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 knowing it. Uh, right? It's a devotional.
5: That yes, it is. It's it's a 31 day, one month devotional. Uh, different publishing house, but the the purpose in that one. Is uh, just really brief, little meditative kind of ways of understanding that God's love is not generic, but it is particular, and that God doesn't just love people. No, He loves individuals. And and here's the way that you can know that He actually loves you.
2: It's a world of difference. How did you? What led to that? To that uh, devotional for you personally? Just over time is something that's been on your heart, or?
5: Uh, Actually, that one is part of a larger series. Okay. Uh, I, I, I know the editor; he came and asked if I'd be interested, and that was one that caught my fancy.
2: That's great. That's great. Well, maybe maybe in the springtime, kind of in between, when the parenting books out and when the devotionals yet to come, maybe we could have you on again to talk about them a little more in depth. But those are good. Those are good starters, so folks can keep an eye out for those. Are there titles of, uh, just yet? People can be ready to to look them up when they're coming out.
5: The one uh, is called Parenting.
2: But Parenting. Parenting
5: with Words of Grace. With Words of
2: Grace. Okay.
5: And the other one, the first word is assurance. It's in a counseling series by PNR. Okay. The parenting book is by Crossway. Okay. And just the Bill Smith. And, and I, publish on, I publish under William P. for Paul Smith.
2: Paul's a good middle name. It's mine also. <laughs> really?
5: Yes. I had no idea. See? Boy, we have a lot in common. We do.
2: Thank you so much for taking time and for sharing on Psalm 63 and uh, and your love for God. Keep it up.
5: Thanks, Tim. It's been great to be with
2: you. All right. Bill William Smith, pastor, speaker, author, counselor. He was a guest pastor at our church this past Sunday, preaching on Psalm 63. And if I just had to boil it down, if you're just tuning in even, what really struck me and I, I just was an encouragement to me, especially with the year starting, was, hey, You've had your fill maybe of family and food and relaxing and sleeping in or whatever, getting stuff done around the holidays, uh, and that's okay. It's all fine, but there's there's something more to it. We played Switchfoot's song, Meant to Live, which talks about that. The song actually doesn't even mention the name Jesus, Switchfoot's album, but uh, or that, that song, but it really resonated. In fact, that song, Meant to Live, was on a lot of mainstream stations back in the early 2000s and still gets airplay today because the message of it, Strikes a chord, like St. Augustine said, our heart is rest, you know, you have made us for yourself, O Lord, and our hearts are restless till they find their rest in you. And so that's what Pastor Smith's sermon really was about uh, in a lot of ways, uh, based on Psalm 63. So be encouraged as we head into this new year to, yeah, enjoy setting goals and going after them or whatever you're, you're hoping to accomplish, but also remember to go deeper than that and uh, take time to know the one who loves you better than anybody. All right, so we'll uh, take a short break, and then we'll come back and wrap things up. It's the Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560, WFIL, WFIL.com.
1: Thanks for tuning in to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast with AM 560, WFIL, and WFIL.com.
2: 4.55, let's throw right uh, throw this at you. I had Gary G. Cobb on with us covering the Eagles downtown today. Asked him, as we get ready for the playoff game this Sunday with the uh, Bears and everything, if it's such a crazy thought to think that the Eagles might actually keep both Nick Foles and Carson Wentz next year. Here's what he had to say. Uh, over here, this is, uh, this is earlier this hour we had him on.
3: Well, you know, I, I tell you, the-, the more you think about it, like, uh, you know, because of, of Carson's injury, um you know he he might not get a big contract this off season, and if that doesn't happen, then you know there's a chance you know you could go ahead and continue to pay Nick Foles uh because you see how important he is to this team. I mean, uh there would be no Super Bowl here in Philadelphia were it not for Nick Foles. He came through last year, and they wouldn't be in the playoffs this year without Nick foles so. You know, he he really has had a great time. And you know the thing about Nick, though? People say, why is he so relaxed? Nick saw his career end already. And he realizes there's life on the other side of it, you know? Yeah. So it's almost like he, uh, you know, he didn't come back from the dead. But in a way, he did from a football standpoint. So he's more relaxed. You know, he doesn't take it so seriously. He realizes that, you know, Life goes on even without football. And uh, sometimes guys put too much pressure on themselves, which I think Carson has done some this year, where you've got to do everything all at once, and it's life or death. It's not life or death. You know, it's yeah. you know, win or lose. You know, it's a football game. But, you know, uh, you know being that I, I work with players after they finish playing, right. I've seen guys who never won a Super Bowl who are doing great in their lives, and I've seen guys who did win a Super Bowl, that are having all kind of trouble. So, that Super Bowl is, you know, it's great and everything, but it's not the end all, the be all. You know.
2: Yeah, and both Nick and Carson, I think, know that. Of course, there's, Carson probably would love to taste the chance to be the guy at the end, but they don't get yeah. there either last year without him doing what he did the first you know dozen or so games.
3: So you know, that's true. You better believe it. They would, there's no way they would have that home field advantage if it wasn't for Carson. You know, and he made a tremendous comp- contribution. Uh, and really, with all of the injuries and different things he had to deal with this year, you know, he, I, I thought he played well. He had a great year this year, really. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, you, you, you know, as a quarterback, you know, and the big thing about football is it's a team sport, yep. you know, and if, you, if all the guys don't do their job, you're going to have that long face after the game because you're not going to win. So wow. uh, I, I um, I feel great about those guys. You know, it's, it's great to see their relationship and how, how they uh, root for each other and pray and love each other, yeah. you know, uh, in spite of what goes on on the field. So uh, they, they really have been a testimony there with the way that they have bonded together. And like I said, uh, love and respect each other, you know, in spite of the fact that you're they're kind of competing in a way for against each other. It's
2: yeah. Gary G. Cobb earlier on the program today, checking in from the care Complex. Always appreciate his take on football and faith. We're going to turn things over next to Jim Maxim and Acts 413 Ministries. He'll lead in prayer and then... We'll have Truth For Life with Alistair Begg. Thanks for listening in. Happy New Year. We'll continue our program uh, tomorrow, Lord willing. And in the meantime, you can catch a podcast of this show at WFIL.com. Have a great evening. See ya.
1: Thanks for listening to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. Feel free to tune in to the full show each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com.